Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. I. Tell me your mind just said. Yeah. Play the song over plan. Yeah. Speaking on the world. Speaking on the topics. Y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it, 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 we have TV, Miss TV, Solo, usually times in. Say It Radio, if you guys are not familiar with Say It Radio, it is the platform where we speak our minds truthfully, unfiltered, and giving your true opinion. Now, we may agree, we may disagree, we may agree or disagree. The job is not for us to change anyone's minds, but we want to at least plant seeds for you to look at things from a different perspective other than your own. It may click in this conversation, and it may not. But whenever it clicks, it might be like, oh, that shit makes sense. If you want to chime into any discussion, especially tonight, because we have author Charles Samuel, Second Chance is the book he's written. And we want to get into his mind to figure out how is it that a man could, you know, seep into a woman's emotions and feelings and and display it so vividly in a book. I, I got so many questions for this man. Got so many damn questions. We're also going to be talking about what's going on in our, you know, what's going on in our country, like always. You know, we're in September. November elections are coming up. Kids are back in school. Um, how are you guys surviving during this pandemic? I'm going to have a little vent session. You know, I, I've discovered this week I'm a fucking beast. And sometimes I dumb it down. I'll get into that later on <laughs> in Save Radio. If you want to chime in tonight's discussion, please do so by calling in at 646-668-2574. Or if you just want to listen, by all means, Please listen. You can do that by going to our website, and that's www. You know the classic. dot d dash our h o u r network. dot com. You can listen to Say It Radio or any other shows we have on our network, and we so appreciate y'all. We appreciate, appreciate, appreciate y'all. <sighs> oh, y'all! It's Friday. I'm so excited. You know, uh, we got Charles Samuel on here. I'm going to get him in. We're going to talk about, you know, get a, get a background on him and get into his book because I'm so very, 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 very curious about, about all of that, all of that. Mr. Charles Samuel, how are you doing? Hey, Sandy, how are you today? Long time no speak. I know, I know, I know, I know. Those of you are tuning in, um, Charles Sammy, he wrote a book. He is a father of three and lives in Atlanta, been in the corporate world forever. 
but he's branching off, got this book. You can find it on Amazon. He's going to give us, you know, a brief description about this book, what generated, what started it. You know, I'm sure everybody's in this pandemic. They, they're reaching into other elements of their spirit, their soul, and understanding life is short. What prompted this whole book? I know you have a creative muscle because I know you personally, but, like, what made you want to, like, let me go ahead and do this now, second chance? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, what started this, I wrote, I started writing this book years ago um, when I was still living in New York. Just basically just throwing around ideas of it, just putting on paper. And uh, when I moved to Atlanta and uh, my cousin Asa was murdered by her uh, then husband, it kind of mm. hit home. And, um, you know, also hearing about a number of athletes, you know, uh, abusing their partners. And so um, I really looked into domestic violence, and that's what the book is about. It's about a domestic violence survivor who gets a second chance at love. And um, I also volunteered in a domestic violence shelter, Partners Against Domestic Violence, which, of course, the proceeds are going there as well. And... um, Basically, just you know, three years ago, I let a few friends read what I had, and it was like we need to put this together. So started getting serious. Um, shout out to All Right Communications, All Right Publishing, because they are the ones that really helped me uh, put together the um, what I wrote and uh, helped me with the the whole process. And it was a tedious, educating process. And so now we've got the finished product out. So um, there's a little bit of background of uh, how everything got started, and it's um, it's basically helped letting some letting some women know out there, hey, there's some good guys out there. Unfortunately, there are some bad seeds that spoil a bunch, but there are some good guys out there, and they're looking for good women. And I will say this too: <clears throat> volunteering in that shelter, you hear horror stories. I mean, stuff that you can't even imagine. Going through the training that they, uh, that PADV puts you through, you really feel, or you get an idea of what they, uh, what these women, I believe the percentages are now like 85% women, 15% men are abused. Wow. Do you, what, what, Story like sticks out to you the most. Just going from, you know, hearing the stories directly from that woman's mouth. What what story? And I know your cousin. That's horrific. And I'm I hate that your family had to endure that. You know, just that whole, you know, that whole that whole trauma. Like, what what sticks out in your mind the most? That replays. That probably was the foundation of night. This whole well, basically what happens is this, is that usually when a woman gets enough courage to leave, and we'll just stick with a woman for right now, they mm-hmm. usually only leave with what they have on them, which may not be much money. Normally the abuser has control of the finance. They have control of the, you know, of everything. 
So they only get away, and if there's kids involved, forget it. They only get away with just the kids and, you know, whatever they can get their hands on right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So just the example of what the training was like, you get away from your abuser. You may have, let's say, arguments, say, $200 in cash on you because you don't have access to the um, – if you have cards, the cards are probably frozen by your abuser once he, realized, he or mm-hmm. she realizes that you're no longer under their control. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice of going to a hotel. You have a choice of sleeping in your car. You have a choice of going to your friend's house. Mm-hmm. Most people will say, well, I'll go to my friend's house. My friend will always be there for you. But mm-hmm. then um, what the scenario they gave us was, okay, your friend is tired of you being there, but you're clamping on their style. Then what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to go to a hotel. So mm-hmm. you have that 250 that you have on you. Hotels are not cheap. Even the um, mm-hmm. extended stays. So maybe that's fifty dollars a night. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, that two fifty, you still got to eat. You still got to take care of your kids. You still got to get back and forth to your job if you have one. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, your money runs out. What do you do next? And that's why a lot of abused victims go back to their abusers, thinking, "Well, it's a place where I can live." You know, you have to go through some things, and that's why the re- uh, that's one of the reasons a lot of and a lot of women or a lot of um, victims don't know any better. And I said, as a matter of fact, uh, someone I know was a, a librarian was um, in this in the situation. Her husband was abusing her, and she kept on going back home to her husband and, and getting her behind kicked every single you know pretty much every single day. And I was like, so-and-so, you have a master's degree. Why don't you get away? She was like, I have kids. It's not that easy as you think. And until I went through this training, I had no clue. Then come to find out as well, the government does not give enough funding to these um, to our domestic violence shelters. There's usually one in each county. Mm-hmm. So even if you uh, – if someone – uh, create another shelter. They don't add money to the pot. You basically take from the pot that's already there. These shelters depend on uh, personal investors, private investors, and these. Uh, this is how they, you know, um, you know, pay the staff. This is how they get supplies. They depend on private investors to either donate supplies or donate funds, which are always tax deductible. But still, this is how they survive, and this is not something that is really um, on the government's top radar. But it's right. something that is literally a rising issue in this country. So it's basically just trying to you make know, a difference and trying to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So bring awareness and let. Uh, women and you know men that are in the situation that there's a, you know, there's there's hope outside of that situation. For me individually, exactly. as you know, I, you know, Miss Miss Sandy, like I understand that concept personally, and I was reading just the you know the background of Second Chance. Um, I am. I, like I, I guess I'm a. I, I feel myself. I, I'm a different type 
a breed of a woman. And um, and I'm a strong believer that, you know, people show you who they are. So I always wonder when to sit down with a woman that, or a man that's been abused, or they're in an abusive relationship, a dysfunctional, toxic relationship. Because nine times out of ten, that person shows you that they were fucking toxic. They gave you all types of flags. Because I've, I've been there. I've been in a situation, had friendships, been in relationships, fuckships, you know, where I could see the red flag. And... And unfortunately, sometimes that red flag is, you know, and those red flags that truly hurt you, they're so sexually nicely intense or they're so financially nicely matches what you what you want or what you think you want at the time. And you tend to want to put up with certain things in the hopes, okay, I will put up with this abuse because at least he's doing it and she's doing or she's doing this or, you know, whatever. So we make concessions in our life. We make concessions until that concession starts to break you, you know. And so when that moment when it starts to break you, it's like, to me, you stay, you're showing I love this dysfunction more than I love myself, you know, um, and a lot of people feel like if I leave this dysfunction, my kids are going to hurt, and for me as an individual, this is, I'm speaking on my belief, you can agree with it, you cannot, but my belief, our children, they want to see our parents happy, period. They pick up on dysfunction. They pick up bullshit. At the end of the day. So if you have a daughter, if you have a son, and imagine if you have a son and you come home and your wife, his mother, is sitting here calling you a bitch. Get your ass in here. Shut up. You're making it your son. You set the stage like, son, this is how a woman treats you if she loves you. This is how this is acceptable. This is what you're telling your child indirectly. If you have a daughter, she's looking at you as her mother or father. That's how I need to talk to a man if I want to gain control. This is how a man needs to treat me. You're giving this instructions, not verbally, but by your actions and what your child sees you tolerate. Period. And if I could just say a couple things. One, to your early statement, when I can go back to when we first, I can go back to my cousin, for example. When we first met her husband, he weren't married yet, he fooled all of us. Nice, caring, mm. et cetera, and stuff like that. That's that really But unfortunately, we didn't see the – at least I didn't. I can't speak to the rest of my family. I didn't see the signs until it was almost – you know, until you know she was getting out of the situation. And I don't want to go into everything because I really don't want to rehash that. But mm-hmm. I can say this. From talking to women in the shelters, 
and having conversations with them, it's not as easy as you think it is. It's not as easy as you think of just getting out. And a lot of women do not, or let me just say a lot of victims do not realize the options that they have. I mean, you just don't know what options that you have until you find out what options are available, if that makes sense. So to a person who's not... You don't know unless you know. You don't know unless you know. And until someone is in that situation and you don't realize what's available to you, you honestly... You're thinking you're doing the best that you can when you really don't realize that an an alternative is literally right around the corner. Or if you just look in another direction, you have an alternative right there. There's a book that I'm reading that's called Think and Grow Rich, and it talks about a a man who gave up and just not changed subject, a man who gave up on his dream of finding gold only because – if he had digged three feet to the right, he would have found more mm. gold. Mm. And it safely says is that if you give up or if you don't look in the right direction, you'll never find the opportunity that is there for you to have something better. So getting back to this uh, uh, domestic violence situation, a lot of a lot of victims do not realize that there is an option. There are shelters that are there to be able to help them get away. And a lot of these shelters, what they do, you know, and they depend on volunteers too. So if you if you have time, volunteer. Um, what you know they what, do is they help, they help you, you know, mm-hmm. they help you put a plan together, whether it be 30 days, whether it be 60 days, whether it be 90 days, what have you, on getting your life back whether it be schooling or whether it be different things. I mean, this stuff does take money, but um, long story short, they help you with options, and that's crucial. You know, as you said, as you're talking right now, I'm just going to Google volunteered for domestic, you know, shelters or something like that. So I do want to volunteer. So I encourage everyone to just do a Google search nearby to see how you can help. And um, your energy is needed. We have Solo. Solo, he is a regular. This is my. This is this. This is the boy. He's very candid in the thought process. Um, outlook and love is, you know, kind of shaky. But you know, I'm encouraging everyone. We got a life. We're living. We woke up this morning, and there's some people that are scared. Like a lot of, you know, women you met, Charles, in the domestic um, violence shelter. That. Then I'll probably wake up like, why am I alive today? You're alive because let's let's do what this let's do a do do over do over. Solo, how you doing? All right, how you doing? Good, good. We got Charles on the line. He had wrote, he has written um, Second Chance. And if you get a, did you get a chance to hear about kind of the breakdown, the foundation of this book being a. Uh, a woman who has probably a second chance at, you know, at love, at life, period. No, but I, I read the um, synopsis on the picture you had posted, though. 
Um, it's, uh, it's an interesting plot. I like it. I appreciate hey, that, sir. Oh, yeah, man. How you doing, by the way? I'm over here being rude and shit, man. What's, how, how you doing, man? Nah, you good, bro. And listen, I'm doing well. You know, just, you know, one day at a time trying to stay safe in this uh this COVID environment. Yeah, man, that's all you can do. It's, it's but, yeah, you know, you're you definitely know, right about the uh, synopsis. Um, just, to, just to give you an idea. You know, it's an encouraging book to let you know some there's some good guys out there. All right, there's some good there's some good men out there that are looking for a good woman, and it shows what what we're trying to do is we're trying to empower women. Number one, hey, listen, you ain't got to put up with this. Number two, even though your past may try and come back to haunt you, you still can be able to get through this. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good um, that's actually pretty dope though, cause you don't you don't hear you don't see a lot of books, TV shows, or movies, you know what I'm saying, where they where they show a um a good type of, you know, like a healthy type of thing between a man and a woman these days. You know, you don't see that much anymore. So it's kind of refreshing to see somebody taking an artistic standpoint, making a story about um a bad situation and then a good situation, both sides of the tracks. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, man. I really do, and it's you know. I, I encourage you get the get the book, read it, you know. And hey, feel free to send me your thoughts. I'll be more than happy mm-hmm. to um, send you my email address and stuff, just to, stuff like that. Well, and tell um, our listeners where they can buy it. I can put that in the links in the promos too. Um, tell our listeners where they can go and get. It. I believe they can get it on Amazon and all that other good stuff. Sure. Where can they get their book? You can go to Amazon. You can go to Barnes and Nobles. It's available on ebook. Um, it's available in some other places as well. Um, there's like a hundred. So all they got to do is type um, in second chance and they can just, they'll pull you no. up. No, what I would okay. suggest you do is type in by what's known as the ISBN number. And that's basically like mm-hmm. the social security number of the book. Okay. Once you type that in, that'll automatically bring up the book. What I find out a second chance is kind of a popular title. So if you try and do it by the title, Mm-hmm. You know, it's in there, what? but it's going to be like 75 pages you got to sift through. What if, so if you type it in C. by Samuel? The... If they do C. Again, Samuel Second Chance. Um, when I did that, I think I had to sift through like 30 pages. But if you type, the quickest way to do it is to type it by that ISBN number. Okay. And that's that, that serial number that's in the bar graph. It's located on the back of the book. Yeah, text that to me you, so I can put it in the post and the um, promo so we can just do that. Um, you know, so we can do that. I'll do it right now. All right. But that is definitely the quickest way you can get it. And once you do that, it'll come right up. It'll come up with the cover. It'll come up with the whole thing. And, you know, you're... As my grandfather used to say, you cook him with gas. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell my say it radio listeners. I just went on my Amazon Prime app. I put in C. Samuel, Second Chance. You're the second book that came up. Okay, cool. Okay, so I'm going to say that right yeah, now. Yeah. Say it again. You got Amazon Prime. Go on your search. Just put in C. Dot. 
Samuel, Second Chance. He's the second book that came up. Go get your book. It's like, um, I sure did. I'm going to go ahead and um, just format Kindle, download sample. I'm going to go ahead and get my books. Okay. 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 So, I, so I could get a hard copy, all right? Because I'm not, I'm not big a, into the ebook thing and all that stuff. You can get paperback. Um, for my friends that have already um, ordered it, they're basically telling me it's taking them about uh, three to four days for uh, from the time you order to be able to get the book delivered to you. I so downloaded it on my Kindle. Oh yeah, you get, if you download it on your Kindle, Kindle, you get it right away. Yes, right now I just downloaded it. It says from your library. I can screenshot this to you, recommend it from your library. I done downloaded it on my Kindle. What? Gotta love technology. Yep. You get it right away, so you get a chance to um you get a really chance to see and read it for yourself and I really, really hope and pray you enjoy it. But I did send you also the um the ISBN number so you can be able to look okay, it up that I see way. That. Yeah. Um Yeah, I see that. And I, I just hope and pray everyone enjoys it and you never know. There might be a sequel coming. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> you know what? I feel like, um, you know, as I'm reading this, I made some discoveries um, oh, about myself this week. Okay, a part of it was, was I'm a, like, I feel like I'm a beast, right? But I have to also be mindful that, and this is why I really want to go to the, you know, the shelter centers of domestic violence shelter centers near me or in the Chicagoland area because uh, everybody has a different story. Everybody, um, and there's some things I just can't get my mind around because that is, you know, I, you know, you know, there's there's so many people that, even in your book, Charles, where she finds her happiness with this man. There are good guys out there. And I'm, I I do believe there are good guys. I don't. But I also believe that happiness cannot be found in another person. That you have to find that happiness within yourself. You know? Oh, no um, doubt. Because that's a lot of pressure. You really, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. I expect you to make me happy. What? What? Seriously? How does that work? You know, so I, I, I don't even, like, I, I, I just think that's unfair. Um, I think, you know, to put that expectation on someone that you're going to, I feel like you're going to let yourself down. And not because that other person you're trying to elevate to that pedestal, like, make me happy that they're, they're, they're a bad person, but that happiness, it's to start with in, and um, I was I was talking to a co- my cousin, and she felt you kind of like she's married, and she's like I feel like I I'm being selfish, like I don't people are expecting family members, spouse, whatever, kids are expecting a lot of shit from me, and I'm tired. You know, I have nothing to give. I need to give something back to myself, but I feel like I'm selfish for wanting to take care of me first. For me, I'm thinking that's not selfish. 
you've got to take care of yourself. And those that love you, they should want you to take care of yourself first, right? Well, and yeah, not- I agree with that. You've got to definitely take care of yourself. But, you know, but also one thing, I, I, I'm a firm believer in this. There's value in everybody. And when you have someone in your corner that is willing to go through the fire with you, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. and you have someone who's willing to, you know, you, when you're weak, when one person is weak, the other person should be able to lift them up if you're in a partnership together. And it may not be the, you know, it may not be the prettiest thing at times to deal with, but you know what? You can be able to get through it together. Some people are willing to do it. Some people are not willing to do it. But when it comes down to this particular book, you know, mm-hmm. she uh, she finds strength. And I'm not trying to. I'm trying not to say too much because I don't want to give things away. Right, and I, that I really I want you to read some stuff. But right. we're trying to show that um, over time she develops strength, and it says it in the synopsis. Mm-hmm. She comes off as weak at first, but at the end she's strong. Right. And they're up. They're a powerhouse, but they get through things together. And you're going to have your right, moment. So- you're going to have your moments? You're going to have your moments, but hey, if you tough it out, there's a gold mine at the end. Let me just leave it at that. You know, when you said that, what came to mind was this uh, little video, a snippet video I saw on Instagram. It was Nipsey Hussle, and he was explaining how you don't quit. The difference between him and other rappers or anybody in his position at that time is that he went through all the emotions, you know, the anger, the ups and downs and stuff like that. It's like you don't quit. And even in this situation, I haven't read your your, your book, your whole book yet, but I'm going to. Uh, it gives, you know, hopefully people, when you feel like, oh, my gosh, there's no other options. Oh, my gosh, I'm frustrated. This is just my life. It is what it is. And hopefully after reading the book, you will feel like just don't quit. And maybe look at yourself and, you know, and begin that loving on you process, whatever that looks like. And I know it's hard, very hard for some, or a lot, I'm sorry, a lot, hard for a lot. You know, Solo and I, Solo being his name, so he's been single, Dolo, for a long time, that he finds his peace and solace within being by himself. And I can relate because I've been single for a very long time. I can't, you know, I'm not, find my peace in someone you know, another guy, I just, you know, I doesn't bring me peace. At this point in my life, I'm 45, I'm an empty investor, and I'm getting to know myself outside of my kids. And my mindset right now in meeting new guys is as long as you don't bring me stress or headache, you know, I, I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know. Um, I want you. Got you. What did you say told you? What does that mean? Oh, no, I'm no, here. I thought you said told you. You said what? Are you talking to me? The delay. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You said you told me. What did you tell me? 
That's why I heard you say. No, no, I said I said I hear you. I said I hear you. Yeah. So you know, um, you know, I, I say radio. I just, you know, that's that's my whole thing. I I don't know much about the whole love thing and trying to. I don't, you know, I do want to experience it. I, I've been telling Sola I want him to experience it so we can, you know, especially tell our stories and all that great shit. But, you know, it's not my space. I can't speak on things I don't know of. I know when I interact with, you know, individuals, man, woman, where I feel like they're trying to gain control or, you know, be very disrespectful. I don't like that, you know, because I, I think that's, that's ignorant and I don't do too well. And I try to be mindful of how I respond to people, but I could be very disrespectful. <laughs> why? Why is that laugh? Why? What are you laughing about? Sandy, we're not gonna go back to the old days at work together. <laughs> Man, I've been improving. Like people just don't know. I've been so improving. And, you know, and honestly, and, you know, as you, like you said, going back to the old days, how many of you guys, you guys have, you know, like, a, like a fucking, you know, like shady, like motherfucking past. And you're like, I am trying to better myself, become a better person, mm, whatever. But as you grow and become this better person, you got to believe that other, mm, like, not so quite nice person, respectful person is still within you. And this is with that beast factor I was talking about that I was talking to one of my girlfriends, and I really try to now listen, put myself in that, my, the other person's, you know, footsteps and see whatever before I respond. And so I was just responding in that way. She was like, bitch, tell me how you really feel. You really want that? Yes, Sandy. I'm going to stop talking to you if you don't tell me how the fuck you really feel. You trying to be kumbaya and nice in this bitch. Tell me how you really feel. And so I am in tune to how I really feel, and I let her have it. And she said, that's the fuck I'm talking about. I needed to hear it just like that. And so I was like, you know, sometimes I dumb it down because I know I'm in a space that I really want my message to be received. And if I deliver it the old Sandy way like you talked about, Charles, some people will get defensive and not receive it. So I'm like, I don't want you to get me defensive, but I do want you to get my motherfucking message. So that's me trying. I'm 45. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, enlighten myself. And I don't know how you guys, let me talk about that. How have you guys, um, Solo, Charles, how have you guys, you, you, you know, know how you, you, how you can get gutter and ugly? I don't know. And maybe you don't have that aspect, but how are you trying to focus on, like, where you felt like, oh, I need to change that. That's not that good. And how you are right now. And when do you know to go, go back to that that old self of yours? Or did you just totally let that person go? I mean, how in tune are you guys to, you know, that alter ego, mm, say radio, alter ego Friday, alter ego, how in tune are you into that person? Are they really in your life today? Charles, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go first. You, you. Um... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let me just say it this way. Um, I try to be a very mellow, laid-back person. 
Until I feel like you're taking my kindness for weakness. To me, that is mm-hmm. the point you don't cross. Give if you cross that particular line, um, you know, if I'm trying to, you know, help you out of a situation where you ask for my help, and then you basically just try and take advantage of my kindness, I'm going to warn you first, and then afterwards and that warning is not taken, I am honestly going to, it's not going to be pretty. Mm. And that's not something I, I like to go to. That is a place where I don't like people to see me at because the fact of the matter is it's taking me out of my character. And that's mm. a place where I don't want to be is out of control. When you're out of control, anything goes when you're you know when you're in control then you know you won't say certain things you won't do certain things something you know stuff like that but uh i don't know how other people are but that's you know i don't like for someone to take my kindness or weakness no matter who you are Mm. you know people do that people definitely would do that solo what about you uh, I'm gonna need you to ask me the direct question one more time, just so I make sure I got it before I answer. Okay, so I know, and then you, we talked about this several times in the show. You know, there's a point, and um, Charles, you know, solo, he he comes with it. You know, he really speaks his mind, and sometimes to a fault where it's like so savage on the receiver's end. It's just so disrespectful, and um, and then. You know, he 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 comes back and he is actually a different type of man today than he was in the past. So I guess I'm asking you, Solo, at what point, because that savage, responsive, reacting side, I believe is still in you. How do you deter it? Why do you deter it? And what ignites it? And if you feel it being ignited, what do you find yourself doing that you didn't do in the past to as a reaction? Well, the first damn thing that uh, made me change all of that to begin with for the most part is that I found out that I actually wasn't, wasn't being a man at that particular point in my life. I was being a, an emotional woman, but I had a dick. So it fucking, when I found it out, it, it fucked me up at first. I was like, damn, I've been walking around this whole damn town thinking I'm some fucking man, all this shit. I'm like, dude, I sound like an angry baby mama right now. I said, this ain't, this ain't how the fuck to be. I said, right, this shit got to go. Like, then I found out what a man actually supposed to be, how they're supposed to care of themselves, and I had a lot of changes to make. I had to get off a lot of alcohol, doing a lot of drinking night quill like crazy, dick, mixing it with alcohol, all type of different shit that I was all fucked up and, you know, going through a whole lot of goddamn shit. And I had to have a temper. So that also makes it very damn difficult. I got a very bad temper, but not to the point to where, it, you know, somebody just, you know, says something to him, I'm going to punch him in the face. Like, it used to be that, but, you know, but it just got to the damn point where if somebody, if I didn't like, if I if I didn't like somebody I was around, I would just fucking leave. Or, or, or I'd never speak to them. If they tried to talk to me, they, they'd be upset because I wouldn't, like, I'd I just get the fuck out of there because I knew that my temper that I had, I would end up in jail for a long damn time if I didn't, you know, 
take myself away from people that I didn't know like that or people that I didn't like. So I, I had to learn how to really – and I'm still fighting to control my temper, though. It's it's really bad to the damn point. Like, my nerves are shot, and my temper get very, very bad to the point. I, I jump on my boss man's head at work. You know, I, I work for a doctor. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he knows where I come from and shit, though, so he always tries to, you know, he tries to – um compromise with me and you know because he knows that he knows i'm not a bad person i just i had a fucked up past but so he tries to work with me through all this shit i get a, i got a bad temper man for a lot of people my own family seen it you know there was a point where my own family didn't even want to fuck with me at all like nobody my own mama nobody wanted to fuck with me for real because i was an angry just going off you know what i'm saying shit was crazy so the way that I suppress the shit is I just, I learned what a man is and how they're supposed to carry themselves. And ever since I found that out, I've been molding myself back in, back, you know, to that and, and trying to kill the old off. And it's real hard to do that, especially I'm doing it by myself. Though that, that's, that's some shit you got to do by yourself. Can't nobody help you do that. You know what I'm saying? So that, it's, it's just a rough transition. I'm trying to kill the old me and let the new one be born. And it's just, it's taking a little time, but I think I'm getting there. But that don't mean he ain't there, though. I'm always going to have a part of me that, that just can't tolerate bullshit and dumb shit, that can't tolerate whole shit, can't tolerate certain type of people. It's always going to be there. I'm human. I got my, my dislikes. This is always going to be that in me, that if I don't fuck with you and I think what you're saying is fake and bullshit and hoeish, I'm going to If you ask me, I'm going to tell you. You know, but I don't right. know. I guess I don't know if he's ever going to go anywhere. I guess it's just going to be not as not as um, persistent, but it's still going to be there. And I ain't mad at it. I learned to embrace the shit, out because it actually keeps it keeps me grounded so I know I don't get involved in the mix of the crowd. And I stand out by myself in my own lane that keeps me there. Instead of being mixed in with the rest of the sheep, I get to be a wolf on my own trail, you know what I'm saying? So that is, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I, I don't really know. I don't know. I think that's powerful. Like a lot of people, I feel personally this is miss miss sandy speaking if you disagree if you agree please chime in six four six 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 eight two five seven four everybody has a past and i you know i really it really irritates me when a lot of people try to dismiss and act like what they did in the past didn't exist and they don't own it like as you said so like it's still a part of me it's like i'm trying to make it a lesser percentage a part of me but that's still in me, you know what I'm saying? And I and everything does happen for a reason. And and there's things that I don't want to react like that again. And so you kind of pick up triggers with people. And for me as an individual, as a woman, black woman, 45, and semester, um, there are things that, that I pick up with, you know, some men trying to be out here dating. And I'm still fucking trying to date because a lot of shit I mean, – I don't have patience to fucking tolerate, period. And then I, I get that, you know, there's some in there, they want a certain emotional reaction out of me. And if they're striving to get a negative emotional reaction out of me, that's a turnoff. Like, um, if you make plans and then you, there's a no-show, no-call, no-this, no-that, and you want me, oh, she's a, if she loves me, she likes me, she going to call me and curse me out. No, fucker. No, because you, like, I I want to interact with men that want to see me smile. Personally, I think I have a beautiful smile. I love the orgasm. So I, I would like to interact with a man that says, ooh, I want to see her smile. I want to put an orgasm in her body a couple times. We good. Not, I'm not trying, like, I'm going to bring frustration to her. 
Like, if that is his motive, disconnect. I don't understand that. It's stupid and a waste of fucking time. Um, so you would sense that, the ones that tried to piss you off just to be pissing you off. Let me get a reaction out of her. I'm going to get this. The reaction they're seeking for is negative. Why the fuck are you seeking a negative reaction out of me? That's stress. In this life, in this chapter, I don't do unnecessary stress. Stress comes with, you know, maybe jobs, bills, kids, even though they're grown, shit like that. You can't walk into my life, I pick up the phone, you bring in me stress. Makes no fucking sense. Do I make sense, or am I talking the foreign language? No, that that made perfect sense, man. Fuck all that stress, <laughs> all that damn drama. If you can't come correct to a motherfucker that you're supposed to be liking, man, look, I, I'll cut my own grandma off behind me. Like, if you can't come to me like you got no damn home training and shit, you know, like you don't know how to just come. You got something on your mind. Don't come to me with no fucking attitude. You come to me like an adult. You know what I'm saying? It, I hate people with attitudes when they mad. That's why I don't do relationships and shit, though. I can't deal with that type of shit. I, I'm not built for that. I can't. If somebody's got something against me, like if I'm in a relationship and the woman ends up getting mad at me for something, she comes with a funky-ass attitude. I, My brain don't process that as like every other guy does. My brain instantly goes into defense mode, like, you need to calm the fuck down. Don't come at me like that. I don't know how to filter that out. So I'll tell you, that's how I get in trouble a lot, because I don't know how to filter through that. And I know that they just being emotional and shit, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to be an in between guy. It's either this or it's, it's either at the bottom or it's a hundred. I don't know how to do the in between thing. So I, that's actually deterred me from a lot of relationships because I know that can't deal with it. I don't know how to yet, and I don't think I want to learn how to do that. I've got so damn comfortable in my own skin, and I, I know that's got a lot to do with me being single for so long. I've got so damn comfortable with my own company that it's going to be very, very, very difficult for any woman to come in my life and make me want to get out of that and pursue and bring her in it. It's going to be one of the hardest things any woman ever had to do in her life. Because once you live like that and you get comfortable with your own company, brother, shit, your peace of mind, like, you know how hard it is to get a motherfucker out of out of a, his own peace of mind? Shit, as a man? You crazy, oh. man. That shit going to be rough. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to give this to the music. Charles, do you have anything to add? Did you, did, is, like, what is your thought process right now? You know, you, like, say radio, we are, you know, very candid, very straight to the point. What is your, what, what, share what's on your mind at this very moment. Right now, at this very moment, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and definitely, you know, like I said, uh, there's certain places I don't think uh, anybody wants to revisit especially in their past, especially something that, that's a trigger that will take them back to that particular, for lack of a better term, dark point in their life. Um, bottom line is that right now, what's on my mind right now, I'm looking forward to the future, looking forward to, you know, positive things, looking forward to, you know, being able to achieve some things, looking forward to, I'm just looking forward to life right now, looking forward to just keeping things 100 Keeping things positive, looking forward to bettering myself, bettering, uh, you know, friends and family around me, looking forward to seeing my friends and family happy. You know, I just want to keep things, you know, on a less stressful uh, level, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, dude. everything makes, yeah, it makes sense, but I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in y'all fucking logic real quick, because sometimes, <laughs> like, for me, and I'm only speak for myself, and me, 
sometimes I, you know, I want to be manhandled, you know, and I do want to get put in my place. And it has a sexual desire behind it. And, you know, I don't know what that is. And it's like, it's like you can get, like, uh, there's a man, and then, and I see, like, Seton Solo and and even Charles Lee, there's a a place that you go, like, I don't want to go there because I know if I go there, I could be disrespectful. But sometimes that disrespectfulness is so fucking sexually attractive, it doesn't even make fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I don't know where the balance is and how a person can be able to say, okay, Ludacris made a song a, a, a while ago called Splash Waterfalls. And he said, you know, sometimes you you you, you want it fast, you want it slow. Kiss them but head to toe. Make love to me. She wanted now and then. Fuck me. So you know, it's like <laughs> you <laughs> you you know you you got a person that like, ooh, I like this aspect of you for this duration, but don't bring this shit out of this. You know what I'm saying? So you really got to a know yourself. Find peace. This is my thinking. You got to really know yourself. You got to really understand every aspect of yourself. And not that every aspect is bad, per se, because you bring it out at the right moment, that aggression and shit like that, during a sexual encounter that is being received properly, like, oh, this shit could be popping. But you have to learn to shift out of that, except, you know, when it's not needed anymore. So life is like, that's fun- like a psychotic game. That's funny you said that, though, because it's one of the things that I've actually mentally been struggling with is the fact that I've ended up over the years of my life, there's, a, there's been a stigma put on me, especially with women that I've came in contact with, or whatever, the, the women that actually they know about me or they've heard about me or they've be, been around me for a little bit. I got a stigma on me for them because they're so damn nervous around me or they're so reserved and you know they don't want to. They don't want to try to touch on me too much and grab. You know they don't want to be too playful and all that shit. And I don't really know how to how to take that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's cool. And then again, at some point, it's like, damn, they really think I'm a whoop their ass right now. They they grab my hand without me knowing. Like they they very. This, I, I really I have that stigma on me, dog. Like for real. And I don't. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm not a fucking animal. You know what I'm saying? Like, goddamn. You know, I ain't, I ain't no fucking. Murderer, you know it's it, it's weird. I don't know how to feel about it though. To be honest with you, yeah. Any That's advice, crazy. Charles, on how to like maybe bring out that aggression and anger in right moments where it's received properly? And you know, because you mentioned like there's a part of you you don't want to go, but that part of you may be really sexually enticing to, you know, some women. That's what I'm saying. Like, how would you do that? How would you manage that? Uh, repeat your question again, please. <laughs> 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 you know, just periodically just put yourself in a movie situation, life movie situation. I need you to repeat that question. Yeah, but Sandy, she can be very directly indirect. You dig what I'm saying? She can be very directly no, indirect no. a lot of times. You got to realize, bro, I used to work with Sandy for a number. Oh, we worked together for maybe five years. 
So, but this is maybe like, you know, when she lived down in Atlanta, so this is what, this maybe about like five years ago. This is longer than five so, years. Um, but yeah, it's been longer than right. five years, but so, okay. Yeah, it's 2020. It's 2020, and um, okay, so we brought together back in what 14? Yeah, that's like 14. Yeah, 2014. It's longer than five. Okay. All right, so rephrase your question. I'm I'm grounded now. (laughs) So as I'm saying, you mentioned there's this part, a part of you, in your personality and who you are. You don't want to go. You don't say, I don't like to be taken advantage. I don't like anyone to take my kindness for weakness. Because if I sense that, and I'm speaking as you, if I sense that, it's going to bring out, ignite a certain side of me that's not pretty. It's not nice. And when you said, I don't like to, you know, go in that area. However, in that area, that might be attractive. That aggression, that energy might be attractive, sexually enticing and and ignite certain people. You know, so they, they do that to try to get that response out of you so you can react that way so they can, you know, experience that level of you. How do you handle that? And if you're in a you know, relationship or whatever, that that person wants that energy of you, but do you know how to cut it off and cut it on? You know what I'm saying? Do you know, do you understand, oh, they're trying to get a reaction out of me? Do I give them what the fuck they want? Or do I just walk away? Or does, you know, or how does that work? Because not, nobody likes the kumbaya shit all the time. That shit gets boring. Gay radio, that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I, I got what you're saying. I, I think each individual, I think each circumstance uh, determines its own reaction. Uh, let's just say that. You know, how you react in one area is not going to be how you're going to react in every single, you know, area. So mm-hmm. you got to be, you know, how I may react to something is not how maybe Solo may react to something. But, you know, it all depends. we got different upbringings. But I'm talking about you directly. Yeah, you directly. How, how me directly? To, yeah. There's certain things. And I feel there's certain There's certain parts of me. You know, the average female will not see that part of me because the average female is not supposed it? to see that part of me. Well, I'm you not going to say can't, can't handle, handle it, it, but yeah, I'm going to say can't handle it. Oh. There are certain parts of me that I will not unleash because the bottom line is that it's not meant for you to, be, to see that part of me. Mm. And there's parts of me that I think personally that I have not experienced as of yet for the simple reason. Mm, I feel that way too about myself. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. For, yes. some, for me, I need to actually know that that particular woman can handle that side of me. But some people don't know they can handle shit until they in it. You get what I'm saying? It's like no. it's like you, you you like you get what I'm saying about life. Like if you're constantly doing the same shit with a like different, the same shit with a different person, same script, different cast. It's like okay, yeah, I can handle it. But sometimes as life, it's like 
often people are like tea bags. You don't know how strong you are until you're in hot water. So sometimes I, you know, I yeah. can remember countless times in my life, like I'm looking at the situation. I know I'm like I can't handle that shit. And like I, I'm in it, and the only way is to get out of it is to handle it. So I handle it. You know what I'm saying? And I look back and like, what the fuck did I got through that shit? This shit okay? Next. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know. Like I don't like you said, there's parts of you you don't know what you can do. You know, and if you always are going to be around people that just be in your comfort zone, I want my my, my cheesecake or my sandwiches, no crust, well scraps, cutting triangles, be done. But life don't work that way. Sometimes you don't know and ideally as you were saying, it's like I don't want people to see that, but if they ignite it you know, and you gauge, you understand you gauge people. You know, you, you understand you gauge people and how much to show, how much not to show to make sure are you receiving my motherfucking message because we can go here. And then she's like, oh, baby, daddy, yes, I want you. You're like, shit, what? <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, I don't know. You know, it's life, and life is unpredictable. And, you know, would you agree? I got what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying, uh, Sandy. <laughs> Bottom line is that you know each person is built a different way. I got what you're saying. Say that again. Uh, certain things for me personally, I need to you know when I'm in that particular area is how I'm going to react. And I may say, oh, I'm going to react this way, or I'm going to be say, I'm going to react that way. You don't know how you're going to react to something until you're actually in that particular zone. But you know what? Let me tell you something. We're going to get into the music, but this is why I do not do sex conversation over the phone. I do not do that because I don't know when I'm in the situation. People want to anticipate. Let's talk about it. Tell me what you're going to do to me. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I don't know. Let me see you. Let's get around each other. Let's hang out, whatever. What happens, happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't like all that pressure and control. This is my my thing. This is Say Radio. Chime in. 646-668-2574. We're going to get into the music. But first, we're going to give in to a little disclaimer about me. Miss Sandy, if you don't know me, Sandy, Cassandra Sanders, follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Just put in Sandy Sanders. You'll find me. And uh, I'm going to start this with this shit. Okay. Okay, this is one of my friends, Kateria, and I asked her to do a disclaimer for everyone out there when it comes to interacting with me, Cassandra, Miss Sandy. I am who I am. You are who you are, which is cool, but I think a lot of people get me I don't know. I don't know. They they get they they, they get confused. But Kateria, what is your takeaway? We've been friends since two thousand five. What is your takeaway about me? If you were to give a new person some brief description about me. So what I would say about Miss Sandy is that Cassandra is a very 
loyal friend. She's loyal. But the one thing that I have to put out for anyone beforehand is that she's very candid and forthcoming. And for some people, it may be a bit too much for those that are not ready to just deal with truth. What you're going to get when you when you have a conversation with Sandy is you're going to get the real deal. She's not about pacifying your feelings, having pity parties. Um, it's just real. So you, we all have those friends that we use for our personal gain. Uh, not in a negative way. So you have those friends that you want to hear the truth from. You have those friends that you want to go um, bust a nigga car windows out. You got that friend that you just want to have a pity party with you. Sandy is that one that's going to give you the uncut truth. So you got to be ready. And you got to put your feelings in your pocket. And you got to be ready to receive whatever the hell is going to come from my mouth. And most importantly, you got to know she's coming from love. And you got to remember that as you process the words that she says back to yourself. That it wasn't meant to hurt you, but it was meant to help you. You got to be ready for it. And that's my disclaimer for you. Ah.
exactly what I want for me, you can't be clueless. Show foes to flow through my hands like Waka. Keep stock growing for my son or my Waka. E wanna own cash, fuck what you bought her. He been you old, that's what mommy taught her. So hardball is played, won't start today. Song after song, I write so I get paid. Thought I wasn't following up with the second round. Now bitch, swallow it up while I shove it down. Make them love me over again and over your name. Bet you they get over your style and over your fame. Why you looking sad at me? I ain't to blame. Back to plan B, baby, I can feel this plan. I wanna gag, I wanna choke, 
I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. My head game is fire, Bunani the sun, he is going and drying, it's coming outside, y'all. Yeah. Running yeah. that thing, the cars behind me, I spit on his mic and I hit you on the sign me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a freak bitch, handcuffs, leashes, switch my wig, make him feel like he cheating. Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beat. In the food chain, I'm the one that eats you. If he ate my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor, I can make you bust before I ever meet you. If it don't hang, then he can't bang, you can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. If he fuck me and ask Who's is it when I ride the dick? I'ma spell my name. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket and a mop. That's some wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's some wet ass pussy. Macaroni in a pot.
some of us were taught that Ooh, don't ever show that demon. For me personally, I feel like everything happens for a reason, and who you are is a blessing. You just have to learn to gain control over certain aspects of your personality and also allow well no don't allow people's words and actions to ignite the that worst part of you you know it's you know maybe bring out that worst part when it's really justifiable you know um or some people in all that you know aggression type sex some people like that aggression sexually, but don't want it outside the bedroom or outside of the sex. So if you do have that aggression side and you have that, do you know when to let it out? Do you know what to suppress it? Or do you have that much control over yourself? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. I, got a lot, I ain't got no fucking answers, so I ain't got no answers. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions. Yeah, I got a lot too. of questions. Uh, I got more damn questions than answers, yeah. <laughs> All I all I can yeah. say is that I I do I work on it twenty four seven every day all day every minute just trying to suppress it I, I I work on it and I I made a new term up for it though what I call it is um I say that I swallow a hundred ass whoopings a day that's what I say mm-hmm. I say I swallowed a hundred ass whoopings a day that's what I call it and it takes a damn it takes a toll on your heart it definitely does stress you when you do it You're like. You pretty much got to kill your damn self inside just so you don't fuck your life off in the real world. You know what I'm saying? Outside of yourself. So that shit, it's a it's a hell of a thing when you think about it, though. Like you literally putting all kind of damn strain on your heart, uh, swallowing those ass whoopings all damn day. But you know that if you don't swallow them and you hand them out like condiments at a at a at a dining place, then you're gonna fuck your whole life off and you won't never be able to progress. So it's a a very, it's a hell of a damn thing to be caught between that, man. It really is. You know, I would say this. Um, you know, in this pandemic, you know, a lot of us have been forced to get to know ourselves and get to know, relearn our family and our kids. And some of the shit we've seen, we don't really fucking like. <laughs> but um, it with that said, I have to play on a conversation I had with Miss TB. A long time ago, this is when I, I lived in Georgia, and um, she had said, the moment a man shows you he's human, you are ready to give up on him and disconnect from him as if you're not human, as if you don't make no fucked up mistakes, as if you don't, as if you're just fucking perfect. And the moment someone shows you that they're human really don't want people to disconnect. That's a vulnerable place for me to show you that emotion and that, you know, I want to talk to you solo as well. Any of the listeners, you guys listening as well, sometimes it's hard to show people parts of us that we're maybe not too proud of. You know, um, we're not it's kind of selfish. It's kind of rude. It's kind of disrespectful. Oh, shit. Excuse me. But but that right, wrong, or indifferent is a part of us. You know, we try to make it a lesser part of us, lesser percentage part of us, but it's in us. And, and sometimes you may 
want to do what Charles Samuel was saying, the author of Second Chance. I don't want to be around people that ignite that part of me at all. I just want to be maybe kumbaya, pick the perfect, you know, I don't know what that looks like. But I don't think that's necessarily reality because it's going to come out sometimes. And the person that you are interested in or you are feeling, digging at that moment, I can't quite say love because I don't know shit about that right now. I'm just can't. I'm just kind of, I'm trying to get past these initial stages. Well, I'm kind of digging you. And then that, and I like, okay, I like you. We have sex. Sex is good. We're compatible. I'm, I'm liking you. Now, he shows me a different side of him. Oh, you know, am I going to sit here and run? I mean, I, I think in the past I would run. Today I would not run. You know, so if I feel like if he can show me an aspect of himself that maybe he's not too proud of, I can do the same. And this is where, this is where the disconnect probably lies with me. And if I show you an element, I give you that same energy back, it's like, oh, I can't like it. I don't like it. And that's, to me, I, I, I have a disconnect. Like, you want me to accept um, part, you know, parts of you that's an asshole, that's kind of selfish, that's a little this. And I, I, I can get that. I understand that for a little bit. But I show you a glimpse of my psychotic crazy shit, and you, you want to scream like a little bitch? Like, what? That that frustrates me, and it's and it seems like and this is my experience, but you know, women we are supposed to suppress and kumbaya and be subordinate and just you know display I don't know what the fuck that is and not show that we're human because the moment we show that we're human, we got feelings, we got emotions. It's like that man is going to label us crazy, not worthy, not this, not that. But yet he does the same, and that shit is like we got accepted. That's his him. That's his face. That's where he's at. Just deal with it and love me and fuck me right, suck my dick right. And it just I I don't get it. It's off balance. So I figure if I can – get a glimpse or see you and recognize your fucked up traits and as long as the percentage of fucked upness doesn't outweigh the good parts and I'm cool and I can accept that we can roll with it and I show you mine you got fucking problems see this is where I have a disconnect I don't know what's your, your two cents what, what is your two cents Six four six 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 eight two five seven four. solo what is what is that of that equation. You have your issues you got c- coming with, and then, you know, there's women, you know, they got their issues. They've been through their shit. Can she show you who she is on that fucked up shit and you not run? Or does she have to play with your mindset, your goals, and your your rules in order for her to be worthy of your presence consistently? That's a fucking good-ass question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job, man. But nah, um first of all, to set the record straight, I don't I don't play games and I don't like to play games, especially if I'm trying to deal with another human being. I don't I don't do that. So don't don't come at me trying to play mind tricks and shit and, and tuck back and all that shit like that. 
people that they see that I'm an asshole, so they automatically think that I'm like the most judgmental prick on the planet. But really, I'm I'm the most unjudgmental person you'll ever meet in your life. They like, dude, I used to hang out with people that that lived in a fucking worse than a goddamn trap house. Though. They had fucking roaches every goddamn where. Dude, they had it. They ain't even have a fucking bed, brother. Just fuck. I used to go there and hang with motherfuckers all day. They, like nothing was wrong. Just you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm one of the most unjudgmental motherfuckers you'll ever meet on the goddamn planet, though. So no, any woman that I deal with, they can damn so be honest with me, and I encourage it. I want that. You know what I'm saying? But I just the problem is I got a lot of damn issues, man. And, but the, the the being real part, I don't have an issue with that. My issue comes in with the, with the rest of the relationship, because like you said earlier, you got it too, and I got it. I I just have I don't know how to do the in between thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't have I have my zero tolerance shit. Is, is it, my, I don't even have zero tolerance. I have negative tolerance. My shit is below zero. You know what I'm for for certain shit though, and I don't I don't know how to um I I don't want to fix that. You know what I'm saying? I I don't um I don't want to end up like the other Joe Blow down the corner that's in and always been in out of relationship his whole fucking life, still ain't married. You know what I'm saying? Every goddamn woman he get with it might be cool for a few years, and then boom, it goes away. I don't, I ain't doing that. You know, we got a limited time here, though. So no, I do agree with you though that um, that that is where a disconnect come in at, or somebody you dealing with, you know, you show them who you are, you know, your faults and all that shit, and then they, you know, they do the same, and then you're like, oh, hold on, I ain't, you know, whatever. Nah, I, I know, and uh, but I, I, I'll never do that. I'll never do that to a woman. But if she, she want to be vulnerable with me though, and tell me her shit. Because I've actually been in a conversation with a woman before that I wasn't even in a relationship with. And, you know, we were joking, kind of jokingly flirting, a little dumb shit, you know. And I, I don't know how it came up then, but I said, look, I said, look, man, if if a woman ain't, ain't ready, you know what I'm saying, to, to have one of the most imperfect humans on the planet, they, they don't don't waste our time trying to holler at me, though, because it's not going to happen. You know, and the problem is everybody put their the person they're trying to get with, they already mentally got them on a pedestal, and that's what attracted them to them mm-hmm. in the first place. And when they're on that pedestal, when the human side come out, they get knocked off of it for a minute, and it, it freaks you out. That's that's natural. But the the, the 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 disconnect come in when when you mentally can't put them back on the pedestal after they after that minute goes by and you process it. When you're not able to put them back on the pedestal, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. You know what? Um, that's powerful. I'm gonna say I had a girlfriend of mine that um. But I had a girlfriend of mine that her, I'm sending this, I'm trying to promote this shit right now, but she was in this relationship, long-term relationship, and she felt the need she had to be perfect. She had to look a certain way. Her nails had to be a certain way. She had to do this. Like, she felt she had to be a perfect person in this relationship. Otherwise, she felt that that man would not desire her or want her. That shit was like, I looked at that, their relationship from the outside looking in, and it looked fucking stressful to me. She looked exhausted to me. I picked it up. His motherfucking ass was a little happy, whatever, but he cheated. You know, he was cheating. So obviously there's a disconnect there. And even, and in the disconnect, she ended up um, meeting a guy that was a lot younger than her. But she really fell, I don't want to say in love, but she just, that experience with that younger man, it brought her a different perspective about love, relationships, and sex. 
and get, gave her a different perspective about herself because in that relationship, how brief it was, she experienced a moment with a man that she didn't have to be perfect. You know, she didn't have to be, you know what I'm saying? She could be her fucked up self. She could display that, and she would do that. And he would look at her and, like, still want to fuck the shit out of her. Like, it was still sexy to him. You know, she didn't feel that pressure. She felt relieved. And she was like, baby, I've never felt this way before. And she'd been with that man, like, for damn near decades, honestly. Um, and it's so hard that some sometimes people will find themselves to be in relationships to be to say they're in a relationship or be married to say they're they're married, and they're not even themselves. You know, I, I have some friends of mine like he's a weed smoker. He's well, he likes to drink. He likes to smoke weed. But, you know, when he was married, he could not smoke weed, and he could not be him around his wife at that time. You know, that is him. And he's trying to change. Let me conform myself. Let me change myself to make her happy. And meanwhile, yeah, while you're trying to fit her her protocols, her disclaimers, her, her boundaries to make her happy, he was losing sight of his happiness. He said, fucking Sandy, I like to drink. I smoke weed. He's a not now that's not all he does. He he has his own house. He's successful. He you know, he builds his empire. But that's the shit he likes. You know, I have another girlfriend that she met a guy that it was great. They were very compatible, great friends. He likes Menage Plot. His relationship chapter consists of Menage Plot. He likes to fuck Multiple women at the same time. That's what he wants. So, and they went back and forth, back and forth like that. She's like, I don't want to do that. And and it was like a sad breakup because, you know, he, they love each other. They have a connection, but that's his requirement. That's his thing. She said, I had to let him go because I don't want to do that. Now, if there's something that I want to do, I would do that. But I'm not going to do something in hopes to keep him. You know what I'm saying? You don't do something. Let me. My my man likes to see um, a cow look at my titties. So in order to keep him, I'm going to let a cow lick my titties. Like, you you shouldn't do. That was crazy. You shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't do. You shouldn't do shit. To just appease somebody else, you know what I'm saying. You have to have some kind of investment in wanting to do it as well. And also, if that person thinks that if they really loved you, they gonna be asking you and demanding you to do shit. You know what I'm saying? They gonna they, like. I know. I'm thinking my man. He's like Sandy. Ain't, I ain't gonna even ask her to do this shit because it's just not gonna happen. And if she doesn't do it, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna make me break up with her or cheat on her. Because she's not going to do it. I get it. We're all we're all you know entitled to have fantasies. We're all entitled to have fantasies, but you know not every fantasy yeah, but, is meant to come to fruition. I was Yeah, I mean, but this is my thing, though. Like, okay, this is my thing, bro. Like, I, I don't want no fucking bum. 
All right, so that's first of all. And, and, and matter of fact, I'm not even going to be attracted to a woman. I got old-fashioned values as a man. That's what I that's what I have when it comes to relationships, dealing with women. I have old-fashioned values. So I'm not even going to be attracted. I'm not attracted to 90% of the women that I've ever seen simply because they don't, <laughs> they don't fit my bill. No, literally, literally, uh, they don't fit. Now, now, do they look beautiful and I want to fuck them? Absolutely, but I, I'm I'm not attracted to them as far as I don't I, I couldn't spend no more than a couple hours with them. I'd be I have to get out of it. I can't do it. Now, there's been women that I've seen that was already married and shit. Oh, and I'm like, damn, this a lucky fucking guy right here. God damn it, I'm jealous as fuck right now. He got this woman, bro. Damn, and and he probably don't even treat her like she's this woman do all it. I like it when the roles are defined in the house, bro. I like that shit uh, in a relationship, bro. That's what. The, that's why I know that if I ever do get in one, I ain't even gonna have to tell the woman to do anything because I'm a. I'm gonna I'm be attracted to that already. That's why I'm attracted to her. So then when we get in a relationship and shit, she still she gonna be doing her, and that's what attracted me, dog. Cause she's got the same values. She knows she likes to define roles. She she knows what she gotta do. Plays a position. She's happy with it. She embraces it. Comfortable in her skin. She's just gonna do her though, and, and her doing her is exactly what I'm attracted to. And so, so don't get it twisted. Now I ain't gonna deal with a woman that don't take care of herself and all that. Don't like to, you know, have nice nails. Now I ain't gonna say you can't go without all that shit for a week or do whatever. That's fine. I'm not gonna criticize you, but I like a woman that likes to look nice. You know what I'm saying? I like a woman that um that, that likes to do stuff around the house. That likes to, you know, w- that you know wants to wash my work clothes for me. You know that that wants to cook me a nice hot meal and have dinner with me at the table and we chop it up. I I like women that that like to do that. That like to play that position. I love that. That that attracts the fuck out of me, man. Women don't even know that dog. That shit makes me drool like a fucking newborn baby. And when I see a woman that is happy with that and loves to do that shit, that is beautiful to me. It just don't exist anymore. That shit is dead. So that's why I'm that's why I live how I live. <laughs> he talked about shit that's dead. This is me. There's a lot of shit that's dead when it comes to the, like oh my gosh. I and I posted I vented. I didn't post about this. I vented. We, we live private. in the generation of WAP, for example. That that's that's our that's our generation. I'm not into that. Well ass pussy. No, just the attitude of that in general, but that's what that's what I'm up against. I'm not into that. I'm into wet pussy, but I'm not into that attitude that bring. I'm not into that generation. I'm not into this shit. I'm not from this time. I'm not into that. You know what I'm saying? Just the whole mm-hmm. attitude aspect of it, the mentality behind it. I'm not into that shit, bro. You'll never, you'll never get me like that. You'll never be able to get me in a relationship with you like that. It'll never fucking happen. Never. See, get me in a relationship. I don't understand that. It's like it's like a trick mode. And there's some women that are very good no, at that. I will you never know? be in a relationship with a woman that that has that that thinks like that. That thinks that's cute. That I've never, I will never be attracted to that. No more than a couple hours. And then you'll never be able to tie me down nowhere. You'll never be able to get me in something serious with you. It'll never happen. No matter how much you want it, I, I will never be attracted to that mentality that's out here today. It'll it'll never work. Never in life. And I'm not gonna compromise for that either, just because everybody's doing it now, so it's gonna leave me by myself. I don't give a fuck. I'm not, I'm not putting my goddamn principles and the shit that I like on the on the back burner just so I can come into society and feel normal. Fuck all that. I got what I got. I got my principles and shit that I like, and I'm not laying them down for nobody. If I gotta rock out by myself. Fuck it. Maybe the next life I'll find it. I'm not tripping. <laughs> you know what? You said that rock out in the next life. You know we lost Chadwick. Uh, Bob- Bosman, 
I don't want to pronounce the last name. He was a uh, uh, Black Panther. Bozeman, yeah. And, Tragic, man. Yeah, and, it, yeah, I liked that character, man. Shit was crazy. Oh, my gosh. And he was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer in 2016. And he started filming Black Panther in 2017. And I'm bringing this story up because he was going through so much of his own internal battles with life. It didn't have nothing to do with no goddamn woman, sex, family, money, fucking kids. He doesn't have any kids. But it was his own journey. And he could have chose to bitch, to complain, I can't do this, I can't do this. You know, he, well, yeah, he he handled he it like such like, a man. He handled it like oh such a man. Though, like, but God, that, that that was probably yes. one of the most manly things I've ever seen in my life. Like, this brother really oh had that shit God. on. He had it on lock, though. He handled that shit like yes. a straight up old fashioned man, right there. Right. That guy, that's crazy. Right, and then he like his last like live post. He was so skinny and frail, and so many people so shade at him, thinking whatever. And then like. Some people think, well, maybe he lost a lot of weight because he's doing another movie and things like yeah. that. And some people are going to come at you because, A, what I've learned in my logical self, hurt people hurt people. So when they're looking to attack you like they did when he gave his last live, oh, you're this, you're this, you look like you on crack, whatever, whatever, he didn't respond to that because he was like, yeah, I don't man, want to it. Oh, you, man. you know what I'm saying? Right, I'm yeah. shit you don't even know, but I get it. You angry? You look? You mad about the way I look? I'm not attracted to you know. I'm not attractive to you right now, but I'm not gonna give you the same anger you're giving me because my fight is on a other level. You get what I'm saying? I'm like that. Yeah. Just like blew my mind. Yeah. He definitely handled that real solid. Real, I don't know how I don't know how he was in his everyday life. You did. I don't know how manly he was, but bro, that situation he handled it very solid. That shit was. These these young boys don't know nothing about that though. He handled that shit like a straight up man, bro. He didn't tell no damn body about the shit, whining about it all day, making tweets. You know, oh I love you guys and all that, all that, bro. He he just he kept it hush hush. He still was working, making his damn living, bro. Doing movies and all that, going through all this shit on the back burner. Man, that was that shit was solid. Bro. It don't it don't get no good. Man. And then the like, circle, like circle kept it silent. You know what I'm saying? His circle kept it now silent. Like I'm imagining. Another man trait. You know, that, that shows and, respect that his family had for him as a man. That's crazy. Ah, that right there. That right there. That word respect. It's like I'd rather you respect me than love me. Just know that. Yeah. When you interact with me, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be like that right there. Fuck the love aspect. You want to respect me. You know, and that, that, that is epitome for him to endure all that and give his all in the Black Panther and even the Avengers movie and even the last movie. It's like um, the five something on Netflix. But you, he just gave his all. And then he went out and then spent time with kids that had cancer. And he was still giving. Like, oh, my gosh. And so many of us, we bitch about 
the littlest shit. We want to snap off about the <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, nah, he was definitely an example though with that. Because you, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to. <clears throat> I don't even know how to understand how to deal with something like that. I've never had cancer and all that shit, so I wouldn't even know how I would react in that situation. I just know that that brother, he. That, that if you was going to react some way in a situation like that, that would be the best way to react to a situation like that, how he did it. He definitely laid a blueprint out. That shit right there was legendary, man. This guy, nobody knew, dog, and all the people around him respected him so much as a man, they didn't say shit to nobody. And he died in his bed at home with his family around him. That's, man, it don't get no better than that. You gonna go out in your own home, your own bed, around your own family like that? It, it, this, this, this man, he went out like a man, like straight up. Mm-hmm. And even though you throwing me the shade, I'm not gonna give you that shade because you don't know no better. It's like a Jesus. It's like a Jesus. Jesus, like you know what I'm saying? He's hung on the cross, and they don't, and they they trying to hang him to kill him. He said, "Forgive them. They do not know what they do." These people throwing but that's real because though. of his, the way he looked, the way whatever. He was like, I can't even give you that hate back because, A, I ain't got hate in me to give. You know what I'm saying? So forgive them, that's Lord, because the they did not be know on. what they do. Oh, my God. That's, you know, that, yeah, that's the I level I'm trying to be on, though. They know what that, I'm going through, so I forgive them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Woo! Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit is yeah, powerful. Crazy. Yeah, Yeah. That is just yeah, that shit is powerful, you know. And even you said, you know, you trying to be on that type of level. And I yeah, as far as my as far as my temperament goes, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get on the damn level to where I can be like, nah, bro, don't 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 get mad at them, bro. They, they don't know no damn better. I'm trying to get to that, and I'm I'm getting there every day, a little, little more. But that's the end goal for me. Though. I'm glad you mentioned that. That that's my end goal that I see with this shit. It's mental changes that I want to get to the level where I'm like, man, don't even get, don't even trip, bro. Like they don't know no better than let them rock out. And it's, it's not a god complex to have. It's just a real complex to have. Like, bro, they really don't know no damn better. They don't know that you can shoot them in the fucking face right now. They don't know that you just saved their life by not tripping out. Like that is that's I don't know what to call that, but that's where I want to be at. I want to have that much power of myself that I, I can literally. I mean, man, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. That's why I'm trying to get at, though. Maybe one day. That's the end goal, anyway. You know, and that's, that's very powerful. You know, um, I, I'm in Sandy. That's all of us say radio. If you want to chime into tonight's you know, conversation, please do so. Calling at 646-668-2574. You know, I've gotten so, like, so much, like, um, new, newfound mindset and thought process from this whole conversation from um, Charles Samuel with the second chance and him losing his cousin because of a domestic violence situation. You know, my question is like, you know, people often really show you who they are from the jump and we all cohesively agree that there's a part of us that, you know, maybe it's too aggressive and not very popular. We don't really like about ourselves, but I'm an advocate believer for myself, this is my opinion, Miss Sandy, that every part of you is beautiful, whether right, wrong, or indifferent. We have to learn how to place them accordingly. We mentioned Chadwick Bosman, and he just passed away, and he was enduring cancer, fighting cancer, while he was filming these movies. He didn't give nothing but love and 
support, knowing he's going through his own personal battles, life battle. And then the people he had surrounding him was very trustworthy people because they didn't ever, you know, let out to the public he was battling this. He did a lot, uh, a last live about um, 42, what's the baseball, the baseball movie he was in. He played the character uh, Robinson. And he didn't let on that he's fighting cancer. He didn't, he didn't display it. But people bashed it because he was looking a certain way. Some people felt like, oh, my gosh, he's probably, you know, prepping for a movie or whatever. There's a movie. The, the, oh, my God, V5 was or something like that. Y'all go on Netflix and put in the number five blood. It's going to come up. And you can see um, Chadwick Bosman in that movie. And he was extremely skinny. And he had his his co-stars apologizing because I guess during, during the filming of that, he had a lot of entourage come on and pray for him and stuff like that during that in that scene and Solo was saying that you know he wants to get to that loved one peace um, where you're just at peace and you know and you're not going to react because of what someone may think of you at that moment and so forth and my takeaway is you know logically from my life lessons I know hurt people hurt people when you're not hurting even though you're giving me hurt and you're giving me anger I'm tired. I ain't got that shit to give to you back to you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, whatever aggression that you want to throw to me, I hope you got it out of your system. I hope you're you're able to woo and you can go on and live the best of your life. Um, whatever that may look like. When you get to a place of peace, you know, um, we're not here to change people's minds. I'm not here. To, we're not favorite. We're not here to change. We're looking at something from a different perspective, other than yawn. Chadwick, definitely a different perspective. Put things gut punched me like, wow. Should I get pissed off at? Should I allow to get me pissed off? I shouldn't. The, every moment we lay down and wake back up. That's a gift because some of us may not wake back up. And now you over here stressing about he cheated, she cheated. They just this. They didn't respond to my text. I don't know what the fuck you mad at. Let's put things in their, their proper perspective. Uh, I don't know. That's. That's my takeaway so far. This has been a very interesting week for me, learning. What about you, Solo? Every day is interesting for me learning some shit that I didn't know the day before and looking like an ass every day. It's pretty good, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Stay radio. You know, life is short. You know, and we're not promised tomorrow. Some of you guys, y'all want to do the the representative and and shit like that. And that's who you are. You want to, you know, that's fine. Personally, me, I'm not for the representative. You know, I believe everybody has a little crazy in them. I got crazy in me, you know. And I, I 
am not ashamed of those crazy. Uh, maybe I, you know, it should be um, let out at different times, but it may not. But we're all humans, and I would strive to always, you know, wouldn't do a, a Chadwick, you know, type of character. But I'm, I may not be. I don't know. But I, I encourage everyone to pull, be around people that a, fear crazy, b. Acknowledge it. C. Cool with it. D. Just and just rock with each other to help you guys become better people. I can't. Tell uh, you I ain't gonna say be people. cool with it though. I, I ain't gonna say I, be I cool with it. I'll it. never what be cool with it. No, no, just hit me out. Just hit me out. Just hit me out. I'll never be cool with somebody being having crazy shit. I would be person where I would I would know how to um take them out of that when they when it comes up. Put them back in the state of peace. Take them out of the crazy. That that's what I. That would be my the position I would like to play. Not somebody that accepts it. Not somebody that likes it and thinks it's cute. But somebody that can take them out of that crazy state that they're in and bring them back to a peaceful state of mind. That's what I. That's the position I want to play. You know what? That's a good position to play. I had just honestly really vented. I was like really upset because I felt like. I've been interacting with so many emotionally reacting men, and I can't be a woman. I can't. I, I, I was like, I can't even get emotional. They won't even allow me to get emotional, feel anything, because they get there first, and they start reacting all whatever, responding all dramatic and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't even get into my feelings. Let me, like, and then if I like, get into my, like, oh, I'm scared. I don't want you to get there. Like, I don't want to be motherfucking scared. Nigga, as you said, if I see you get there, <laughs> like, A, you're not scared. A, you, B, you're not scared. C, you're not scared. You ain't shook by me being human to me. Um, Getting, you know, Well, no, it's because I'm a like, psycho. Oh, you're so, 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 The only reason I feel like that is because I'm a, I'm a psycho and I know that about myself. So, therefore, I know that, that my psycho will outmatch anybody else's psycho that I'm around. So, I want to get to a position where I'm able to, if I'm dealing with a woman and she has that crazy streak in it or that comes up, I can be so fucking calm and, and, and just say something or do something in that moment that takes them right out of it. And, and then they bring it down. Mm-hmm. That's Without without doing much, without raising a voice, without getting emotional and ramped up and all that shit, just be in that calm state of mind and do something or say something in that moment and snap some right out of it. That's that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna be. I'm I'm figuring that out right now though. But that's the energy I'm bringing, and I'm not tolerating that shit from no woman. All that crazy streak that these men got y'all thinking cute and shit and uh uh-uh, uh, not here. But I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna know how to snap them out of it though. I'm figuring it out. I ain't gonna be one of them dudes you, you guys are used to telling y'all that crazy women got the best pussy. They're wild. They got the shit. Nope, not here. You ain't bringing it here. That's that. That's for them. So yeah, I don't give a fuck how good it is. You will sleep on the porch. You're not bringing it in here. Okay. I'm gonna figure. Okay. I'm gonna figure it out. That's pussy. That's hilarious. But it's you know, real, though, I ain't, crazy I ain't they left. Have it, like they got dick too. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Um. It's been very interesting. Very. Um. Um, and has me like thinking a lot, and, and it's dangerous. My fucking thing. Uh, you, I just <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking dangerous. But 
I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna do a takeaway. We're gonna leave our listeners with, you know, with a thought. And so, so love you to get your thought together, and we should leave the listeners with a thought. Um, say your radio. It's a platform. We're our country, our families are. We're made up. We're different people. We even if we our family members were related, but we're still different people. We think differently. We move differently. We just are different, and we can live cohesively, nicely together if we start to have honest conversation. That's that's my belief. And honest conversation starts with a learning to verbally express who you really are, what you're really thinking to others, and also be receptive to what people are saying. And not to say you agree with people, but you are you can listen and I I I hear what you're saying. I I heard what you said. And that you may not agree at that moment, but sometimes after the conversation is over, it replays back in your mind like, gosh, okay, I get it. And that's all it is. And even if when you, 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 you get it, you may not agree with it, but at least you're able to, I get it, I understand. You know, Chris Rock made reference to that in one of his stand-up comedies about O.J., and his 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 estranged or divorced wife at the time, they said, did O.J. kill? He said, well, I can't tell you if O.J. killed Nicole or not, but begging on the situation where you have your ex-wife living in a house that you're paying for, allegedly fucking a pool guy, and you're just uh, you're paying for everything. You see that right past that, it puts you in a certain kind of emotion that may get you like acting not your average self and you want to cause harm to people because you feel like this is some bullshit. Um, he said, so I get it. So if he did it, I get where he he came from. I would have done that per, per se. I wouldn't have reacted that way. But I understand his aggression. I understand his anger. So just because you may understand, this is the whole goal. Say radio, I get why you think like that. I get it. You know, and since I now get it, maybe we can come up with fucking solutions that we can kind of roll with together. Say radio solo. Yeah. Check out Second Chance. Everybody deserves a second chance. Um, with uh, Charles Samuel, go to Amazon. I found it on S. Samuel Second Chance. Do that in the search engine. Do that on Google too. See if you pull it up. So I'm pretty sure you can pull it up. Download a Kindle, Amazon, and um, you know I, I I commend everybody that using this time, this quarantine time, this this. COVID experience we're going through to tap into other elements of yourself because life is short. You know, we're not promised the next hour, let alone the next day. Chadwick going through a huge internal battle with cancer and he didn't spread that no one. Anything he did and any interaction he, he made, he it looks like, from my standpoint, he left a positive impact on everybody he interacted with. So his wife, I wonder how she's going to even 
find love again. This is I think of Lauren London when she met Nipsey Hussle. For Nipsey Hussle to be in a space of I'm trying to be that man. I'm trying to leave one more positive impact on everyone. You know what I'm saying? Make amends to my past and just be that better person. Not everybody's on that journey. They on that, I'm a, I'm a look like this in front of some people. I ain't going to show you this about me in front of other people. You know what I'm saying? They're not on that journey. They on that fucking Jekyll Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde bullshit, which I think is bullshit. You know, um, you know, to, to, to meet an individual, man, woman, or whatever, to have a friendship of circle of people that are trying to be better than who they used to be. They own their fuck-ups. They own, the, you know, they're not living their life to appease anyone. They're living their life to be happy. And that happiness, I believe, is not found in another individual. You have to find that within yourself. That's my, my thing. I don't know. I'm preaching to that. That's not a goddamn church. Um, that You played yourself <laughs> solo. What was that about? Well, my, damn, my only thought is, bro, like, for the people listening, man, get, get some morals and principles about yourself. And then when you adopt the morals and principles that you get yourself, don't never lay them down for anything in life. You know what I'm saying? Stand on them ten toes down. Don't never break them for pussy. Don't break them for dick. Don't break them for money. Don't break them for fam. Don't break them for nothing. Because at the end of the damn day, you came in this world by yourself. You're going to go out the same damn way. Nobody else is going to die with you. So all you got in this life is your morals and principles and the shit that you stood on and the shit that you stood for. So make sure that you stand for something real and solid out here and get some morals and principles about yourself and stop stop um, being a part of the circus, stand outside the circus and, you know what I'm saying, create your own show, you know what I'm saying, and, and, yeah, live like that. Yeah, and that, that's what that's what it is. Say radio, I'm Miss Sandy, that's solo. Enjoy your long weekend. A lot of people think you got to work on Monday. It's Labor Day weekend. So enjoy yourself, stay safe, wear your mask, six feet, social distancing, and tune in next Friday. We have Hey. Yeah. I. Tell me your mind just said, yeah. play the song over plan, yeah. speaking on the world. Speaking on the topic, y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it, 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 just